ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Mixed Up with Mary and Monty. I am Monty. And I am Mary. How's everyone doing today? Great. Mary, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Great. How are I got you? Some, I got, I'm on cloud nine right now. Yeah. This is a very good day. You mean cloud number nine? Cloud number nine. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So, Mary, how have you been? I'm good. We've got... It's been a very busy month. It's been a very busy month, and I have been waiting all day long to ask you this <laughs> next question. So Mary went recently on what I'd like to call a, a musical adventure. This is the only time, like one, the adventures I choose. It it's amazing. So I will I will step back and we'll we'll discuss what Mary what Mary did in the last like what five days, six days. I left. Today is Wednesday, right? Yep. Yeah, I left last last Tuesday evening. Last Tuesday, okay. And that's Go when ahead. my adventure started. On um, last Tuesday, I headed out to San Diego to see my friends <laughs> 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 to start my mini tour with my good friends, the Foo Fighters. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, it was really awesome. I got out there, had a day to hang out with my good friend who lives there, and then went and saw the Foo Fighters. I don't know if our listeners really understand. They probably know that I like the Foo Fighters oh. just a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> you think so? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> As I'm wearing my Break a Leg Tour, I was just gonna say that is a here. pretty <laughs> awesome shirt. That is an yeah. awesome shirt. Uh, so anyway, go to San Diego, see the Foo Fighters at the In Chula Vista. By the way, that's the first time I've ever tailgated in my life, <laughs> and I don't know. At a you, concert? Have you tailgated before? This I've is amazing. I've tailgated at a uh, Dave Matthews Band concert, <laughs> and it <laughs> was awful. You <laughs> were you totally it baked? Very weird. It was very weird. Nothing, <laughs> because you were surrounded by a sea of white people? Nothing just... fun really happened, and they were all doing things I didn't know. What? You're like, why are you doing that? <laughs> like playing hacky sack? Like playing, they didn't call it hacky sack, they call it cornhole. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Cornhole. Yeah, Irish horseshoes. And the only yeah. thing I heard of, when, when I think of cornhole, I think of something different. Yes, so, yeah, you think you know. of cornholio. Cornholio, yeah. the great cornholio. Um. <laughs> to our 90s listeners out there, <laughs> Beavis and Butthead reference. Uh, let's see. So that's Foo Fighters on Thursday. Good set. Great set. Yeah. How long they, they did play? Under Pressure. They oh, did, and nice. I cried like a baby because, as you know, that's oh, yeah. one of my top songs yep. in life. And so for them to be doing it, I felt complete. It was nice. So. Beautiful. Uh, Gary Clark Jr. opening for them. Oh, Gary Clark. He's great. Nice. Yeah. And the weather was great, although it was a little warm from them. But coming from here, it was great. Um,. So the next morning, Friday morning, I get up, go back to Phoenix to see the Foo Fighters in Phoenix. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Out at the west side. And I have to say that that set and that energy was even better than San Diego. Yeah. So, um, but I was closer. So maybe that was it. I don't know. How was, uh, how was the Jewel song? It was very strange. Yeah. Yeah. She came out to do a Led Zeppelin, yeah. right? Jewel comes out out of like all the guests and they're like oh john bonham's on this one with us <laughs> and then like <laughs> oh stevie Nicks, and then phoenix gets jewel doing <laughs> a cover of whole lot of love and the whole time my friends and i are like what's happening <laughs> what and then at the end of it dave's like dave girl's like what <laughs> what just <laughs> happened does that is yes i guess that did just happen so but it was great. The only, you know, downfall being it was a little warm, but yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah, what can you do? What's was that? Dave sitting in his throne the entire yes. time? Yeah. <laughs> the yep. girl of thrones. That's awesome. <laughs> it was pretty ridiculous it, to see it, like, in motion and 
the so whole you get, number. So you get done with Phoenix. Yep. And you move where? Uh, from there, the next day, I get up and I go to Las Vegas <laughs> for the Life is Beautiful Festival. I don't know if you've yeah. heard of that, mm-hmm. but it's really great. It's, it's in their third year. It's in downtown Las Vegas, the old downtown, yeah. the Fremont area. They cover blocks. Um, multiple stages, multiple acts. It was pretty awesome. I wish I could have uh, gotten there a little bit earlier, but, of course, Foo Fighters on Friday. We yeah. missed the first day. Yeah. But uh, it was worth the sacrifice. Duran Duran, right? Duran Duran. Beautiful. <laughs> it was like life gold check. <laughs> it was great. So well, they were the first any, night. Any big discoveries? Any people that you were like, oh, I didn't think I was like, I would like these guys, but uh, they sold me. No. No. I mean, a lot of them were just, uh, I liked, yeah, actually, no, I knew everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It was no new experiences to me two, two so. days there or one day two days two saturday days. and sunday yeah. and then came back monday how do you survive in vegas after going to an all-day concert concert ends vegas doesn't close you continue going all night long and just <laughs> start the next day over yeah that's yeah. awesome yeah see? i mean we don't go out that early like the festival the ones that we wanted to see the acts were a little bit later yeah so and we're not dumb. Yeah. <laughs> we're not rookies. I went with my two good friends, Michelle mm-hmm. and Kara, and we paced ourselves pretty well. But Beautiful. we did Taiwan on on that last night. Oh, we just because went old, full out. Old so. Town is awesome. The, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. There's a great brewery in downtown that in Which Old Town one? that like Triple Seven. Oh. I love Triple Seven. Okay. It's a great place. I've and, never uh, been there. Like just that old strip. It's like it, you won't you don't get that anymore. It's yeah. New Strip is all. Right. fancy family place old strip feels like this is where you should go yeah they've gentrified a lot of yeah. the old town fremont and they've really rejuvenated a lot of it and it's really great like what they've done just with the festival but um so yeah that first night was duran duran and then we ran over to see snoop dog which yeah. was awesome nice i have to say and in the middle of snoop dog set He's like, who here likes rock and roll? <laughs> We're like, what's about to happen? And he just plays Joan Jet. I love rock and roll. It's like we're in his in his house, and he's just like press play on this. He goes like this song. I like this song, <laughs> and just plays it. That was random. Now you're gonna go back to Vegas soon, right? No, no, no plans. No, aren't you no. gonna see Stevie Wonder soon? That was the first night of Life Is Beautiful, uh, and that's what I missed. That's what I want. Okay, that's, that's what, what I you missed. missed. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Unfortunately. It was either Foo or Stevie, or Stevie and the price to pay. So yeah, hey, hey, you gotta make yeah. compromise, right? Yeah. The yeah. girl calls. <clears throat> it's true. <laughs> I did some I did some research and realized that that Friday seeing the Foo Fighters was the 14th time I've seen them in my life. It's beautiful. Dumb. No, it's not dumb. It's <laughs> so. not because I bet every time is a little different. Every it is. time was something yeah. new. They're just a really good rock yeah. band, you know. They're they're just they put the show on so. But that Sunday in Vegas was really great. It was, I preferred it. It was best coast. Yeah. It was the night of the supermoon and the eclipse. Yep. So the weather was better and the people were better. It was best coast into, um, uh, well, against me. Against yeah. me is playing as the, as the moon is eclipsing. And it was just like. <laughs> yeah. The blood moon. Calling the blood moon. So Brandon Flowers is also that night. And you know, Brandon's from yeah. Las Vegas. And then about four or five songs in, he's. Like his keyboard starts, like static is just coming out, and he's like, "Something's wrong with my keyboard. Hold on, we gotta fix this." And so these guys pull out this new keyboard, and it's got 
you can kind of see the outline of the K mm-hmm. and all of a sudden all of the killers are on stage and they just bust into a full That's set for the awesome. killers and everybody just lost their minds. <laughs> That's so. awesome. That was really fun. Because he was here like right after, really like great. right before that. Yeah, right? For, yeah. Like, he, the did, whole week. Uh, he did. He did. He was did. at Crescent, and then he was at Summer Ends. Yeah. So, and I had friends mention how great the Crescent show was. That I he was just was so bummed that I missed that. Yeah. I really wanted yeah. to see that. But that was really good. And then into uh, <clears throat> what was the second? Uh, there are so many, you know. Yeah. I'm just like. Weezer into, oh, Death Cab for Cutie was that night. And I hadn't seen them for a long time, but they kind of redeemed themselves. They had David Bazan on bass with them, and it was just really nice. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what you call a musical adventure, okay? (laughs) Try to top that. I tried to sum it up, though. Try to top that. I did see people with Global Citizen, you know, the Global Citizen Festival. We saw people on Sunday there. That had gone to the festival in New York the day before, so I was like, "I'm, I'm a rookie." <laughs> That's amazing. Like, I am not able to fly across the country for festivals, so. That's amazing. <laughs> so while you were out uh, enjoying the the wonder of new music, Monty sat and experienced new music. Good. So, uh, three things that I came across: the Ryan Adams cover of Taylor <laughs> Swift album, 1989. Yeah. yeah. Which uh, I still am not quite sure if I. Like I it? think it's I think it's really like brilliant like how he made these songs kind of his own. Yeah. But at the same time I I I, I was talking to somebody earlier where I said it's like it feels like a really elaborate gimmick. <laughs> like he's still kind of like kind of poking fun at it a little bit. Of course. But yeah. Like it's still good. Like yeah. I, I found myself one day just driving around and I started singing "Bad Blood." I didn't ever think that ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then I discovered uh, Big Boy and Fantagram's collaborative yes. album "Big Grams," which mm-hmm. I like on first on first listen. Yeah. And then uh, unexpectedly, I got an email uh, for "Run the Jewels," Killer Mike and LP. Run the Run the Jewels. Run the uh, Run the Run the Jewels. Remix their album and now it's called Meow. Meow, yeah. the jewels, cat noise remix. That guy's and, from uh, Tempe. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's good. I <laughs> liked it. So, so moving forward, today is a very special day and yeah. mixed up and mixed up with Marion Monty history. It's a first. It's a first. It's a first. You meet people unexpectedly every day, just like Mary and I, always seeing each other at different music events. You know, the love of music brought Mary and I together to do this podcast. Today we have a special guest joining our podcast, a guy that has gone to the same events as me, same concerts, same movies, yet it took an introduction from a mutual friend after probably six years of hanging out in the same places for us to finally sit down and meet. Our guest today is a talented guy. He is a filmmaker with a sharp eye for genre, an actor who makes making a movie a luxury instead of a headache, a writer who tackles film commentary as well as crafting his own visions of fiction, a teacher who challenges young minds to to think outside of the boxes of preconceived notions and readily established opinions. He is also the mind behind a website called Dark of the Matinee, which itself had a podcast at one time. He is a local DJ spinning theme tunes at local clubs and events. He is also the director of the Arizona Filmmaker Showcase here in town, handpicking films from local filmmakers in order to give them the opportunity to screen their creations on the big screen in front of an audience of people. You can't get any better than that. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, our talented guest for today's podcast, who also picked our theme, which we've entitled By the Numbers, is Arizona's own Matthew Robinson. Wow. Well, thank you. Yeah. 
That's quite that's quite the intro. <laughs> I was like, this couldn't be about me for about <laughs> half of it. <laughs> so Matt and I have known each other for a long time. And uh, but I shouldn't say we know we've known each other for a very short time. Maybe okay. like two years. But it feels really long. But we've been to every event. That's right. You it's have mentioned him before. Yeah. That that you've crossed paths yeah. musically we've, and Yeah, we've talked about concerts film. that we've been to, we've talked about events that we've been to. Same night for the last eight years, probably. And what's really funny about the whole thing is the thing that actually got us introduced together is is uh, a role you needed filled yep. in a film you were making. And I'm no actor. I've acted <laughs> maybe once. Wait, it's <laughs> on your resume. He said. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, because it's in his film. But <laughs> um, and that's the thing that somehow managed to find wow. together. You know, on the film, on, on the set, when we were sitting there kind of talking about the film, Matt was just like, so like, okay, 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 I'll do whatever you want to do, I'll do whatever you do. And actors I'd worked with before that uh, required a little bit more push, a little bit yeah. more like, here's what I want you to do, here's point A, I want you to get to point B. Where Matt, I would just say like one line of dialogue and he'd automatically get to point B. And I found that He's like... He's a natural. Yeah, I found that super like, <laughs> that was a luxury for me because I didn't have to... I didn't have to worry yeah. about the performance coming out. He just kind of made it happen. That's sweet. Hey, Thank man. You. You're a good actor. <laughs> what did I say? So well, you have a love of film, so intuitively. Absolutely. You're Hopefully. probably very emotionally connected. I would hope that I would have seen. a sense of what, what was hoping yeah. going to go and on. And Matt might agree or disagree, but when I do like a sit-down for a film, I rarely talk about the film in, term, in my own terms. I'll talk about it in terms of other films. So yeah. I'll say, this scene right here, I want to emulate this movie. Of course. Or this yeah. scene here, I want to feel like this atmosphere. And for you, for some strange reason or another, Matt kind of Well, knew. you both have so many experiences that are the same that it's easy when you're intuitively like, oh, I get you. I Very get much. It. Very I know much. that feeling. So it yeah. feels like I've known Matt for years. So, so Matt picked Aww. a theme today called By the Numbers. Uh, so today on Mixed Up with Mary and Monty and Matt, <laughs> we yeah, will be talking about music with numbers in the title. So let's not waste any more time. Ladies first. <laughs> ladies first, ladies first. So uh, it's funny because I've been thinking about this band. Hey, dog. There's a dog that really wants to pick <laughs> his own song here. Um, uh, whenever I think about numbers, I'm, I'm a geek for them, and I feel like they have a way of they have something magical to them if you really dig and sometimes you don't even have to dig that hard mm -hmm. so uh we talked about it actually before because our this is number 12 for yep. a podcast so last was 11 and i was like monty we turned it to 11 and we didn't even do a numbers <laughs> one that's so how i was super excited that one of your picks was by the numbers awesome. and it was like you saw into the future you saw into the future yeah so anyway so one of the very first just intuitive like what's a great song that i love that has numbers is tool 46 and 2 which is very geeky and <laughs> on a different spiritual sure. level if we're talking about chromosomes and those things that's kind of like the the superficial even of this but it's about spirituality and it's about the Fibonacci sequence and what we are made of and you need to get through some things and I don't know it's just a great song too it's just like straight up rock yeah um, it's got a great build and just listen to the lyrics people from from one of my favorite tool albums yes it's well from too. Anima yeah. um, this was 1997 mm-hmm 
right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm to shocking. Think, huh? <laughs> <laughs> to think about that being 1997. <laughs> okay. And it's almost, I mean, it's 18 years old, so. That's crazy. Um, 18 years old. Yeah, but this song keeps coming up, and it always will, because it is a magical number. Because inside of us, we all have the capability to have, to be more, I suppose. Um, It's just, it's it's sitting there dormant. Anyway, cool. from yes. Anima yeah. 46 and 2 All right. Yeah, I, one thing about that band that I in that album in particular that I um always feel like people forget is how much like how much playfulness there is in that yes. in that album yeah. like there's yeah. the German recipe for cookies or yes, whatever. Yes, there is. It yes. sounds scary and awful, but <laughs> it's not. But it's for cookies, it's like their literally. Sense of humor it was Bill and, Hicks. Mm-hmm. It was their tribute to Bill Hicks, that whole yeah. portion of, yeah. you know. And it was it was the change. It was when they became a little bit more spiritual, more mature, mm-hmm. as opposed to just fucking angry yeah. with undertow and, <laughs> and opiates. So. Opiate, yeah. It's a change. But good call on the cookies. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted some Yeah, cookies. that's good. <laughs> that's All right. good. That's really good. <laughs> Introducing our second song, ladies and gentlemen, the first from today's guest, Mr. Matt Robinson. You're on, sir. All right. So uh, I picked a uh, number one hit song by the Minutemen. And uh, nice. why I love this song is that I think it uh, is sort of like this little package of punk and everything punk stands for and represents and why I like punk music at all. Uh, and I'm selective about it, but why I like it so much, I think, is... Uh, is clearly uh, shown in this song. And so this comes from uh, the 1984 double record, uh, Double Nickels on the Dime, which is definitely their biggest album, their most well-known album. Um, and um, the song's title obviously is a playfulness at them trying to maybe hit the charts or realizing very quickly that they had no no <laughs> aspirations for this and no, no luck ever getting on to such. Um, the song starts with this sort of weird, like sputtering, uh, like they're getting ready for something to hit. And then finally it gets into this like groove that's a very typical Minutemen groove uh, with that bass line coming through that's part funk, but also is a little more aggressive than that. 
And then you got D Boone, uh, who <laughs> lays down this a vocal track that is um, completely like slaying the idea of all these tropes and these um, things against uh, popular music. Like he's about to rage war in this song against what would be a number one hit song. So the lyrics, they're very short is love is like, or love is leaf like you and me, baby. Uh, And then it's followed by twinkle, twinkle, little star. And then he just lets it go with a blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't even finish the last part, he just spits out E-T-C, as to say, etc. Because he's given up at that point of coming up with any other lyrics. Uh, and I think this is great. What's funny enough is that later on in life, the Minutemen would actually get maybe some moment of fame thanks yeah. to Jackass. That's right. The use of their yeah. song. Yeah. The theme. So they would eventually get maybe some of that recognition that they wanted. But uh, I just, I love that this stands as just a big fuck you to... <laughs> To the number one, like the pop charts. The almighty D. Boone. Mm. (laughs) Rest in peace, brother. song everybody by the Minutemen. Matt, what album is that from? Uh, Double Nickels on the Dime. That's right, that's right. The classic. That's a great song. Okay, so I went with the quintessential choice for the song one. Inspired by the World War II novel Johnny Got His Gun, Metallica's song one (laughs) is a standout off the 1998 album and Justice for All, which I would argue is one of the top two is in one of the top two spots in the group's catalog. Coming off the unfortunate death of bassist Cliff Burton, and Justice is a statement album, a culmination of the building talent of this group of musicians, and probably to some extent an act of grieving and honor to their fallen friend. The album is a measure of precision, and in my very humble opinion, one is a piece of that perfection that Metallica was able to get early on in their career. Uh, turn it up.
Headbanging's over, everybody. Uh, Headbanging's <laughs> you know, over. You know what I think, think that's awesome that you picked that, why or why I think that's awesome? is because I think people forget that Metallica was, like, a great band. We live in an era where you, you like, my 13-year-old stepson has grown up in an era post, like, documentaries and uh-huh. emotional yes. breakdowns. And so Metallica sucks. <laughs> emotional that's breakdowns. Right? Really Some kind of monster. is a metal band. That's not, uh, like, you know, and that just, like, that just you cannot deny how good that is. Yeah. You're talking to a hardcore metal fan here who will defend Metallica till I day I die. But I I'll tell you still, the last four albums, five albums that they come out with, have not even come close to equaling what they did in the beginning of their career. Once they cut their hair, I know it's sorry, it's so mean to say that, but once they Why cut their hair, mean? everything changed. And, and then they then dragged mean, Lou Reed just... into it is not right yeah let's just say that right now it was not right i do appreciate that they did that but it's not metal and call yourself something different if you're going to do something so so far away like you have the opportunity call yourself like do it in reverse call yourself like come up with something a little bit different but the traveling wilbury <laughs> oh, wait, that one's taken. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One direction, the other one's taken. Mm. Uh, that's good. <laughs> uh, speaking of good music, and <laughs> a band that didn't cut their hair, they let their hair grow. And this was probably at a point where their hair was the longest. So maybe there's a correlation between how long your hair is and how good your music is. Hey. In the Metallica way. Yeah, I agree with that. definitely know which way it went. Slayer hasn't cut their hair, and look how good they are. <laughs> exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, everything goes back to Slayer for me. Yes, it does. It always does. It always goes back to Slayer. It's always raining blood in Mountie's head. Well, um, in the way of my number two, I did pick accordingly with the Beatles, Two of Us, which has been covered by Amy Mann. Earlier we were talking about One is the Loneliest Number, which Amy Mann did a wonderful cover of for Magnolia. Magnolia, And that was incredible. but going into this, she's also done a cover of Two of Us, and she did it with her husband, Michael Penn. And it's Is that for the wonderful. I Am Sam yes. soundtrack? Yeah. Okay. That's the one. Mm-hmm. I like having my film buddies here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't know if you picked the Let It Be Naked version, but... I did not. We've talked about that before, yeah. how I prefer the Let It Be Naked. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just... Don't get me wrong. I appreciate Phil Spector, but... I really, really appreciate that's cool this broken down, clean version of the Beatles and how raw it is. So, because you would have grown up, no, I'm, cer- I'm certain with the the original studio yes. version. So it's impressive. I think that you can that you can kind of like get that out of your head and like the other version. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. There I are suppose, there are differences between them. I suppose that's why I liked it more because mm. I was so used to it. It's like, do you like vanilla? And mm. I was like, yeah, I guess so. But then they're like, do you want sprinkles? <laughs> like, Fuck yeah, I want sprinkles. Oh, yeah, I think I like vanilla so. again. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, this is, like I said, the Beatles, two of us, which people always talk about. Like, is this about... John Lennon thought that Paul McCartney wrote it about them, but in reality he was writing it about him and Linda. But mm-hmm. I always think it's yet another good example of John Lennon's egomania. Oh, yeah. So. Anyway, enjoy.
my songs a little bit because I'm super excited to hear your guys's today. No, I'm super, I'm super excited. Ex- I'm always no. excited to hear what no. you have to put on here. I'm super excited. I want to hear just because your guys' songs for, today. for those of you that may not get a glimpse into what we're doing here, you look over at Matt sitting to my left, and you look over at Monty right here. I have a a Word document that is filled with just information. <laughs> Ju- Matt has one that's it. filled with information. What has Mary got? A pen and a paper. <laughs> that I wrote down the list of as you were yeah. like starting to do it. I'm like, oh, fuck shit. Yeah. <laughs> and she just comes off the top of the head. I'm <laughs> telling you. It's a, it's amazing. It's All right. On to, on to the next pick. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm up, I guess. Um, okay. So I picked. Okay. Let, let's step back real quick. Step back. Uh, I like reggae mu- music. I think a lot of people would like reggae music, but I think that Bob Marley maybe has kind of had a monopoly on reggae music yes, for a long, long time. Irie. <laughs> so I felt it my duty almost to pick something <laughs> that would have been fallen into uh, some someone else. And I think I think number two might be Toots and the Maytales, and then I think number three could be Lee Scratch Perry. Nice. Nice. And so I picked uh, the Upsetters or Lee Scratch Perry uh, three into one off of uh, one of the most important, I think, albums, uh, reggae albums, period, uh, Super Ape. And so uh, for those who don't know Lee Scratch Perry or his or sort of his uh, what he's all about, right, he will probably be remembered as the founder of dub music and dub style, uh, which I think gets a bad rap because you go into a head shop and you hear like <laughs> some serious dub, and I mean serious with an I there, station, <laughs> dub music, um, playing over like some station and it's really tripped out. Studio effects to all hell, like turned, everything's turned up to like 11 and there's just echoes and it's just, it's like lost maybe the framework of the song, but that's not what dub was when it was in the hands of Lee Scratch Perry. The uh, the the um, the music effects, the studio effects, kind of wrap you around the music, but I don't think they're as those overbearing as I think this this style has has gone into, yeah. particularly in what you might call modern dub, if there if there is. Well, super super ape is like the the it's the high water mark yeah. of what dub is. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And I think it's partly because of uh, it's got that. Um, that cool style that he's bringing to in the studio, but it's got the upsetters there, that house band that is playing fantastic music that has those fantastic background vocals that just keep this thing driving as any good reggae song needs that drive, uh, uh, without, without kind of, you know, sending it off into the cosmos, even though that's, you know, obviously dub is somewhat inspired (laughs) by, I think, smoking a lot of weed and wanting music that sort of like spaced out a little bit expands your yeah. mind and, and expand your mind, expand your mind expanded mind. the 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 music right? right the original song is a lot of dub stuff was like a, a read you know like a kind of a, a cover of, yeah. a, of an existing song so this is uh I, I don't know if i would call this the best song off super ape but it was the one with the number in it <laughs> i really wanted to pick this album so it's three into one by uh, uh lee scratch perry and the upsiders Africa now. 
So, I followed Lee Scratch Perry with an album from 1987. Almost four years after the departure of founding member Roger Waters, Pink Floyd released the album A Momentary Lapse of Reason. How would this album sound and flow without the stringent guidance of John Waters or Roger Waters at the helm? Well, John, wait, a minute, John. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now I want to reimagine you know everything. John Waters. Did you know if you watch Pink Flamingos and play Dark Side of the Moon together, they, they sing match up? That's the you pink that. in Pink Floyd. Yeah. Oh my That's God, it. it's divine. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah, it's divine. <laughs> well, when you have Sorry. David Gilmore in your group, I think you'll be just fine. One slip is a great example of Pink Floyd's old style mixing with their new musical substance and influence from the 80s. So ladies and gentlemen, here is One Slip. You know what? I did, and I will say that I was one of those people that, that, that probably wrote that, that album off. David uh, Gilmore, man. I feel man. like I need to go check it out now. David Gilmore. He had a momentary I appreciate lapse. the education, He had a sir. momentary lapse, sir. Of, yep. of, <laughs> of reason. Of reason. <laughs> he All revisited right. it. Um, so I really love my third pick. So do I. When I think of songs so with numbers... I feel like I'm maxed out on this one. I feel very proud of myself for picking a phone number song. <laughs> and, and not the phone not number the song phone that everyone's exactly. going to right yeah. now in their head. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's not that one. Not that one, everyone. <laughs> but I think I'm, I, when I sent it over to Monty, I sent the mix, but I think I put like, Wilson picks it. <laughs> Wilson pick it. But then I put the Jenny number. Yep. I did. <laughs> you did. almost yeah. made a whistle. I Wilson the, Phillips. <laughs> and I was a little oh, concerned. Wait, <laughs> like, wait, this is, is not the pick I Wilson thought it was. Wilson Phillips? Well, you had to hold on for one, one more day. One more day. <laughs> one more day. Yeah. Hold on. But I don't think that's. Well I think done. the song's called. <laughs> <laughs> hold on for one more, one more day. Oh no. Um, anyway. Someday somebody's gonna. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I feel like maybe we should talk about Papago for a second. <laughs> <laughs> because segment. Monty, we got some great drinks. Monty tonight, redeemed himself today Last and week, brought two uh, of the best beers. Mm from arizona one being orange blossom beautiful beer and the other being the pumpkin porter oh yeah so from four peaks everybody orange blossom from papago support your local breweries everybody like a liquid drink local lord uh anyway speaking of the lord i feel like wilson pickett has (laughs) (laughs) divine soul and this song is just a really fun song it really is wilson pickett 
energetic. Um, it's from the exciting Wilson Pickett record, where he's got it's that wonderful record cover, and it's got a land of a thousand dances and everything right. else. He, in he it, so. really liked numbers. I was just going to point that out. The, the man <laughs> enjoyed numbers. He did. <laughs> yes, yeah. a thousand dances, and this song called six three four five seven eight nine. But in parentheses, it's Soulsville, Arizona. <laughs> Soulsville, USA. So when you call, you're going to get the soul. <laughs> I like where we're going with the next one too. Oh, oh, yes, oh. you you will, right? Oh. Absolutely. Oh. All right, all right. So I I first saw this performer uh, on late night with Conan O'Brien. If you guys will actually believe this when I tell you who it is, um, r- random uh, performance because I think uh, his music had been uh, collected into a, a CD that I now own that was kind of a random smattering of uh, his stuff off of his two albums. Uh, I'm talking about the one and only Shuggy Otis oh, uh, and the song Strawberry Letter 23, a song that uh, is probably best known to people who know their soul music by the Brothers Johnson. The Brothers Johnson. Yes. song that was performed by Quincy Jones, but I really strongly, strongly prefer Oda, uh, Shuggy Otis's version, oh. largely, largely due to the fact that I think that the outro of this song is one of the most amazing things in terms of the actual production on the song and what he does with the the dual guitar riffs and uh, the stereo like uh, mixing uh, and I think that that's largely gone in the Quincy Jones version so I really strongly strongly prefer this version uh, it is said that Otis wrote the song for a girlfriend who used strawberry scented paper when she wrote letters to him um, but that's just a myth, unfortunately. I'm going to break that down. <laughs> I just really like that story, that that's what it was about. Like she's totally going to hear like she's that, like, yeah. you know, like the, Why did you even the, tell us it's a myth? Why do you no, break, just know. Keep the break myth cards? Going. Right, you get that strawberry perfume that you spray on your letters, and you send a letter to Send oh, me this. a letter with strawberry this, perfume, please. Yes, I need another drink. <laughs> <laughs> this did first appear off uh, his 1971 album, Freedom Flight. And like I said, he had one other album called In uh, Inspiration information both albums are amazing 
uh, Wall to Wall. He has another song that popped up last year in the uh, film uh, Dallas Buyers Club, Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, right. which is great as well. And so just, just he's, still, leather, he's still out there. Strawberry Letter 23 featured on Jackie Brown as well, too. Yeah, but I think that is the, uh, That's the Brothers Johnson, the Brothers Johnson, Johnson yep. version, sadly. It's okay. Enjoy this, though. It's all right. That's so sad. They're both great. <laughs> They're, They're both, both great, great, dude. It's yeah. true. They're really. They're both, I mean, it, it's testament to the song, as we were talking. Yes. You mentioned the Ryan Adams thing, and like, you know, the best songs off that Ryan Adams cover album are the the best songs off the off the Taylor off the Swift. Taylor album. Swift. Yeah. It's, yep. Good songwriting shines yeah. through regardless of the cover. And Father John Misty doing That's the meta true. cover. That was yeah. awesome. Sorry. Kinda, I'm just that gonna, was awesome. I'm just going to real quick, down. if I'm going to write a love letter to a dude, it's going to be the Father John Misty. Yeah. And You're going to spray it with the strawberry scented perfume. Yeah. Bingo. There you go. <laughs> strawberry layer 23. I am free Fly in our arms Over the sea Same window Yellow candy The first song from the first album by Electric Light Orchestra, which is 10538 Overture, written by Jeff Lynne in 1972. The song is uh, supposedly about an escape prisoner. What distinguishes this song is the overdubbing of cello riffs, which uh, ELO has become very uh, much known for. So much cello that it drowns out part of the song in certain parts still (laughs) it was one of those songs that i remember being played off a record in my house all the time uh so here is 10538 overture by elo Very well done. 
Very like Beatles, song. as we yeah. talked about. Yeah. Like the yeah. well, I suppose it's the orchestration. Yeah. You know, thinking, what year was that? That what was album? done off of their first album uh, in 1972. But there's like pop orchestration before the Beatles. Of course. They call it baroque right. baroque rock. But that I mean that is oh well that's that's baroque very rock. fitting. Yep. It is. It's perfect. That was what they uh, so good. ELO kind of kind of overlooked. I like uh, ELO, man. I have like a, lot a lot of hits stuff that, that they do. People don't recognize. Uh, I keep thinking. So, I don't know if you realize this, but lately, in the last couple months, few months, I've gotten into Doctor Who. Yes. Yes, I have noticed yeah, it's that. Okay. There's nothing. There's no, no, no nothing shame. bad about no it at all. One Doctor of the Who's best awesome. episodes features yellow very heavily, uh-huh. and so instantly I'm like, <gasps> "Who's your favorite doctor so far?" Oh, I'm a Tenet girl. Nice. I'm That's nothing girl. wrong with that. I like girl. the. I'm a Matt Smith guy. I like Matt Smith. He's a lot. weird. I like his. I like the way he, he he brought the doctor to like a different world, different place. He's an alien. He is. <laughs> anyway, tenet, I don't want to. Uh, maybe, too. maybe right. we. Uh, tenet is fantastic. Yeah, right. yeah. it's the great yeah. Beatles stones argument. Yeah. Bingo, <laughs> <laughs> bingo. Uh, and I don't know how to get there from here. So, how many? What's one zero five three eight all added up? Is that one zero six nine nine seventeen? Seventeen. Okay, and that's an eight. And a, we should have been doing numerology. But if you the take the time. first number and the last number <laughs> yep. that are in that song, yep. one and eight. One and eight. Eight minus eight one. Eight minus, minus one. one. You get to seven. Seven. Yep. And, and for Mary's fourth track, I've chosen Roseanne Cash. Nice. Seven Year Ache, because I don't know if there's a better female country song, like contemporary ish. It's like. Around that urban cowboy era, so it's mm-hmm. but it's not quite there yet, and it's Roseanne Cash no. and everything about the song like it makes you well. It depends on I suppose if you like country or not, but it's not even that country. It's a pop song. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, it is from 1981, yep. which is and it was the self-titled album, big huge hit for her in the back of the day. And I love the line where you know. Everybody's looking at the guy, wondering when he's... All the guys want to know when he's going to leave. And all the girls want to know when he's coming back. <laughs> so, <laughs> just that line alone and the seven-year... I really do think, you know, we haven't even mentioned seven-year itch and, like, cycles people go through. But they say people change every seven years, that mm. your body changes every seven years, and that every 12 years you also go through another cycle. So, I think it's interesting that once you get through that pain that seven year ache then you're done then you can go again go break your heart again Everybody's talking but you don't hear a thing You're still uptown 
Yes, choice. incredible choice. All right, my next choice uh, also has a, a little bit of a, a personal uh, um, connection to. Uh, this is off an album that also contains a song that is my wife and I's song. This nice. will be our year. I mean, um, it's off of uh, kind of the, this overlooked masterpiece, this album that I just don't, I'll never understand why it wasn't a bigger hit. And, and in fact, it actually ended this group. And that's uh, The Zombies' Odyssey and Oracle. Nice. And off of that amazing psych pop album is probably the happiest and sunniest song ever written about <laughs> uh, prison <laughs> and waiting to get out and kind of like uh, being excited about that moment where they can relate to like that person will get out of prison and be connected with this uh, uh, person. This is uh, Care of Self 44. And like I just said, um, this this uh, Colin uh, Blundstone, who is the, the vocalist of the group, um, really thought he says that he uh, quote thought that this was an incredible commercial uh, uh, hit uh, and he's really disappointed when it wasn't and in fact it kind of led to then the demise of the zombies uh, who just never really recovered from this album not being a hit later on uh, time of the season became yeah. quite uh, quite a huge hit and and is undeniably one of the like that just the most like intoxicating songs kind of ever written. Yeah. Um, but this whole album is, is relatively amazing. That album is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Just, just something that like doesn't get explored enough. And so this is the first song off the album. It's Care of Self 44. them when they were here at Crescent. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I did not. Right? One of the best experiences <sighs> of my life. Yeah. In that little room like, with them and they were so on. Voice was perfect. And they did that song. Incredible how how good that they yeah. still sound. Perfect. Yeah. And wonderful. I'm, I'm a big fan. And I got to meet them that day. Oh really? What? Like, did in, did oh you do it in a store? Uh, I don't. N- we coordinated winners to meet oh. them. And it mm. was just beautiful. Nice. Yeah, so, anyway, I think Monty has an interesting story coming up. Ooh. Uh, 2003, that was the year. I was in college visiting, as usual, Hoodlum's Record Store in R-A-P. Arizona. Yep, at, our, at Arizona State University on a daily basis. I was already a really big Radiohead fan, and I remember talking to my girlfriend, who lived in New York at a time, about how much I loved Radiohead. That girlfriend would end up being my wife. She told me that she had the opportunity to watch Radiohead in concert, but she didn't go. What? Yep, free ticket given to her. 
And she did. Monty go. was questioning his. <laughs> Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe uh... propelled into a world of doubt. <laughs> I immediately sent her a ton of Radiohead mixtapes, so she Aww. knew what was missing, what she was missing out on. "Hail to the Thief" is one of my favorite Radiohead albums. The song two plus two equals five, in reference to the George Orwell novel 1984, which has become a favorite novel of mine. Uh, was the one of the my favorite tracks off of that album radiohead is uh in again we've talked about it many times before how much i love radiohead and their evolution through their course of their career so far but uh hail to the thief was kind of that album that was like the the culmination for me i was like i didn't think i could like them any better than (laughs) they were on that album did you think you could like any better (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry it's all right. It's the orange blossom talking. <laughs> Radio is, is amazing, and two plus two equals five is a great song. Check it out. I love the triple reference. Yeah. Hey. Like, that's a lot. It's like I planned that. Mm. Yeah. Here we go. Two plus two equals five. Good. Such a good pick. I love that song. I I felt bad not not picking a Radiohead song. I just they mean so much to me, and that's Aww. such a great song. And it was which, that or, or yeah. Which one would you have chosen? Uh, probably that. Twelve Step was also yes. a possible mm-hmm. like because I really really love that album and Rainbows. I think that's yeah. you know, yep. maybe the third best. Okay, what's the order rank then? Him, rank them. You gotta yeah. rank them. Oh, rank them now. You you if you're gonna say, say it's third, like then no. you have to rank. Holy cow. You don't uh, come, hey, listen, listen up, listen up. <laughs> you don't yeah. come on mixed up with Mary and Monty and say something like that and then I rank it. <laughs> all right, all right, sorry. <laughs> so it's probably, it's give probably, it to us. Uh, give it to God, us. It's probably the Benz. Good man. As number one. Okay, okay. Good, uh, good. Then it's probably we're on a good track. You okay. can stay. And then it's probably OK Computer. And then it's probably in Rainbows and then Kid A. Oh, where's Hail to the Thief? I know. I'm sorry. Monty, you were strange on that one. Yeah, you're strange. Love I am kinship. You don't like Hail to the Thief? I am kinship. We have the That's same. That's the order. You don't like Hail to the Thief, you fucking Well, shit. Rainbows is not three for me, but we do agree on one and two. You guys are a bunch of Judases. The Kid A in Rainbows thing switches a lot for me, but. but uh, hey, okay. Listen, 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 listen. Okay. Yeah, that's great. That's Radiohead great. for me Sorry. is all on one plane. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah, hail you just got the, really upset for one plane hail guy. Hail to the thief means something <laughs> to me personally. That's why it's up yes. So, anyways, it. you guys it. are allowed to stay. It's all right. I like that you get personal about it. Fucking <laughs> like This is what I'm talking about. This is why I cuss so much. I, I can see why around not. No one hears like. what goes on between songs, but it's usually just me and Mary arguing. That's <laughs> <laughs> why, uh, like, yeah, you come He's back so angry from every song. <laughs> We're all rejuvenated. Yes, we've been told that we need to do like a outro, like all of the the side conversations we have while the I, songs are playing. I that did we that. need to. I did that for a while. Yes, we had the, a few. People think you guys have just all the time in the world, don't they? <clears throat> well, Maybe. that's when the real Mary and Monty come out. Is in the Maybe. Uh, when the song. No, listen, listen, Maybe. listen. I don't know. This is a real fucking deal right here. We were listening one time. I brought it. We were listening one time. I was listening with a friend of mine, and she and he said. That that Mary comes alive, like <laughs> when the song's like on, she like gets into it. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm not saying like like. Because you, just you're alive all the time, but <laughs> you know, good, 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 but good, good. when the song is on, like, the filter kind of goes off a little bit. My filter goes off, and my brain goes like. So I was having a really kind of stressful day today, mm-hmm. um, very, like, amped up, and stress is an illusion. I get all of that. Blah, blah, blah. But I was getting to a point and it was silent. And so when things are silent, my stress levels go boop, 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 boop. Then I see London calling in the corner. I'm like, that's what I'm putting in. I put that in and everything starts getting better. And I start working and I start, it's just my brain. This so, is a stress free environment. Yeah. Mary. I just need all of the it's all good. music. It's all good. Makes me go better, makes me go faster. Mm-hmm stronger better that's a faster. true mark i think of like a a, a music lover for life you know, i saw my stepson the other day like that any day where you don't listen to music is a day wasted oh i yeah. agree and true. i just think that there's just you know like it true. fills you up when you're doing something or whatever there's no reason why you couldn't put music on yeah i agree like I, I can't imagine a day without it like i work eight hours a day hearing music and then i go home and I watch some television, and then I want to listen to more music, and yep. then yep. yeah. My son and <sighs> I listen to a lot of soundtracks. That's I know you've been doing this like whole mm-hmm. kind of soundtrack run ones. of soundtracks on them. Yep. A soundtrack every day. Phantom Menace like is a big a is a big once hit, a right? Oh. Phantom Menace. So you yeah. just listen to a whole soundtrack with with Miles, mm-hmm. and wear it out for a week. Yep. And see what he likes. And see what he and likes, then. and then move on to something new. Like However, it. he's been going back to one song, which I'll play for you guys. Have you have you shown him the Beetlejuice soundtrack? That was very important we're, to me as a kid. We're getting to that one. Very important. We're getting to totally. That, one. Okay. Um, that was huge. Very important. This has been like my my son's song for like the last like three weeks. <laughs> Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace, Duel of the Fates. That's super emotional. He'll sit in the back seat, and I'm telling you, he'll do this. When that song comes, when that first part comes on, oh. <laughs> that's amazing. That's so, for our, gets tighter, for, he'll come down, he'll go. since this is not a visual medium, Monty yeah. just runs <laughs> his hands up in the air. This, like a victory, yeah. on occasion, he'll go, he'll, he's doing the lightsaber, the lightsaber motions. And then, my favorite part, my favorite part, he'll still do this. Oh, he'll, he'll force it, oh, he'll force he's it, pull the force, force out. He nice. uses yeah. a force. You've taught that until, young one well. Until I do this. When I look back, then he just goes. 
This is a song where I love how it makes your mind feel. <laughs> Thinking yep. about the possibilities that numbers, letters, time, these are all relative terms to what we think they are. Who yep. knows if they're real? They could be completely fictitious yep. in an old. Yeah. There are parallel worlds. So in this world, let's imagine if six was nine. Nice. Nice. And Jimi Hendrix and is there. And he's playing his guitar the other way. Yep. <laughs> Let's and say. Brody and Johnny Utah are still on that beach, <laughs> hanging they're, out together. They're just wrestling in a very Life's romantic okay. way, not in a fighting way. <laughs> Brody hasn't died in some way. <laughs> Searching for some great wave. True. Let's just talk about that. Yes. Like. yes. <laughs> well, that's the axis that we maybe are on the wrong axis. Johnny Utah. And Johnny Utah is bold as love. For, yeah, anyway. For the Swayze. Here's another interesting thing. This song came out in 1969, which is full of nines and nines sixes. Nines and sixes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Right? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, what'd you say? There's a one in there, too. There is a one. Oh, hey. If six was nine. If six was nine. You would be one of them. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but dude, I'm just on a trip, man. And we're going to six. Erase that part. Oh, I can erase Sing a song. If the sun reveals the shine, I don't mind. I don't mind. If the mountains fill in the sea. Jimi Hendrix. Fantastic. Mr. Matt, on to you. All right, so uh, part of the first wave of UK punks to break big in America, The Clash, Woo! right? Uh, first open up, I think, for The Who. Is that That's what I've, I've read or, or, or had some opening gigs for The Who early on. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Um, it is crazy. I mean, not too far-fetched. No. Both English. No, no. not, but, right? And fucking rocking. Yep. But... As we all know, The Clash were never ones to sit in one genre of music Correct. very long. And they uh, they cleverly mix things together while still having that punk aesthetic uh, about them. 
Uh, and uh, The Magnificent Seven is just a phenomenal song, one that I uh, cannot play enough whenever I get the chance to DJ because this song is one of those ones that people know who it is. They don't know this song. Right. And then to learn later on, uh, as I was actually you know doing some research for this podcast, that this song actually there's there's kind of a a, a club hit version by uh, DJ Larry Levon who who kind of repurposed this as the magnificent dance and it became quite uh, <laughs> important in sort of the evolution of electronic dance music and the uh, the role of DJs in sort of the club scenes. So this song is significant in multiple uh, ways. Um, but it's also just an awesome song. And you're a film guy. And it mm-hmm. and references, so, yes. It references right? Magnificent yep. Seven, which is a remake of this, The Seven, Seven Samurai, Samurai, which is one of my all-time favorite films. By the greatest director of all time, yeah. Akira it's like Kurosawa. A tri- it's like a double. So this yeah. just like hits so many levels that I was just yeah. like, this had this was one of the first ones See that came to mind. Friends? And <laughs> that drum roll at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Uh, fucking A. And Ooh, this is what I'm talking so about today. Like being so stressed out and you hear Magnificent Seven. Yeah. And it's just like... Looking for a ride, better my baby. Think my baby just a sophistication. Seeing the ads, cause it's a nice. Better work hard, I see the price. Never mind that, it's time for the best. We got to work, and you're one of us. Folks go slow in a place of work. Then this drag and the hours just. Yeah, we're bye bye. Bye to the boss. It's our profit. It's his loss. But anyway, the lunch bell rings. Take one out. Do your We're going on to an EP from 2007. The EP is, is the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's final track is the song 10 by 10. I fell in love with uh, the album Fever to Tell from the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's. Mm-hmm. So when the EP came out, I remember I had to special order it, I believe. Uh, five songs, one of my favorite EPs in 10 by 10. It is, uh, you know, probably some of the best music from the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Do you see what I did there? I just. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I believe that yeah and of course and uh-huh are my three most used phrases on Mixed Up With Mary. Funny, because I hear, yeah. yeah, I like um a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. uh, of course. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Monty. Uh, we got through a lot. Yeah. That was beautiful. I say that a lot, too. That was beautiful. <laughs> Anyways, here's 10 by 10, everybody. But yeah, yeah, yeah.
yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. 10 by 10 from her album is Is. Hey, Monty, can I change a song? You sure in can. The order? You're because allowed. I feel like I want to do something next. You know what I mean? You got it. Okay. So, number six for me is going to be a classic song. Can you guys still hear me? Is we sure this, can. Is this a whole new world? I, I gotcha. <laughs> number six is a classic song which will make everybody cry. And as as I don't, I'm Irish not sure band. if I'm prepared to cry. So it's a double whammy, or it's a double, uh, actually it's a bonus, because in the band name there is a number. I know. Nope. Which is called, there's a band called U2. Oh, who's that? Who is that? They have four that? members. What? And the are song? Only, only are two they are from known. Joshua Tree? They are. Funny enough, only oh. two. So, band is U2. They have four members. This song is called One. Have you come to raise the dead? Have you come here to play Jesus to the lepers in your head? Did I still much more than a lot? You gave me nothing now. It's all I got. One, but we're not the same. Well, we. They say love is a temple. Love is a higher law. Law. Higher law. Good stuff. People ask you to enter and then they make you fall. It's really. There were like how many versions of that video? There's two. Two. Wait, no, three. There seems to be more. Yeah. There's the one in the bar. There's the buffalo. There's the. Yeah. And then, wait, just the two then. Then maybe this is just the two. As in you too. Oh, interesting. Look at that. So, uh, you know, along the lines of the Zombies album or song track that I picked, this next track by a band uh, or hip hop collective, I should be- basically nice. say, um, uh, did not uh, reach the the charts that they they wanted. And it in fact, have. It also have because it's a classic album, I agree. And it also should have like it also it kind of ended up disbanding Dis- yeah. the collective. Uh, which has now led to great things, so we don't have to hurt anymore about this. But for a number of years, <laughs> the loss of the band, uh, the the hip hop collective Diggable Planets, was a hardship to to bear. Because now many of you may know, like Cool Like That, which is a cool fantastic, like, like one of I'm classic cool like hip hop tracks. Period. Like so jazzy, so cool. Like you know, just it has that. Like they sell cool like that's in the title. They say that that's what they're doing, and then the dun, song dun, just dun, has it in space. That's cool dun, jazz, dun, right? Amazing, amazing sample. Dun, dun, like dun, just working all that. Um, on their second studio album, uh, called Blowout Comb, uh, which is an underrated classic in mm-hmm. my opinion. Uh, it really received minimal label support, um, unfortunately, and no uh, sort of pre-release publicity. So this thing kind of fell flat. And the lead single off of that was a track called. Uh, Ninth Wonder, uh, which I think is a playoff of of the um, Sugar Hill Gang's track, 
uh, eighth wonder, and they're mm. taking it one mm-hmm. step further as they're the ninth wonder, which I love the reference, the history there, the understanding of what came before. Uh, makes me just enjoy this so much. The, the the reason why this is not such a sad story anymore is that uh, uh, Ishmael uh, Butler, or uh, a.k.a. Butterfly, Butterfly. Of the crew, there's also Ladybug Mecca Ladybug and Mecca. Doodlebug, Doodlebug. Uh, that were part of Diggable <laughs> Planets. Uh, but they really um, like Butler, or a.k.a. Butterfly, is now part of uh, Shabazz, uh, Shabazz Palaces. Palaces. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a pretty great, yeah. great yeah. incarnation. Uh, and definitely pushing me forward. And just some news that they just teamed up with Thundercat and Flying Lotus and George Clinton as Wake or Woke? Woke. Yep, woke. 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 Uh, which is an amazing collective <laughs> and released a track under the Adult Swim um, kind of series right. that's going on right now that's going to feature tracks from like the Chromatics and a bunch of other great indie bands. But somehow got these people together. But. Uh, long been forgotten. This is still just a, an amazing, amazing, amazing song, amazing track. Uh, led to the breakup of Diggable Planets, but go check out Blowout Comb. It's such a great album. Classic. Great uh, album. And this is a, a, a wonderful track. I think it does feature like the. It's an instrumentation, but you guys last time talked about samples. Yes. I think this is a riff on the uh, Love Roller Coaster yep. baseline. Ohio players. So you kind of yeah. notice it, yeah. Yeah, thank you, Ohio players. I was trying to think of that earlier. decided to go with one of my favorite songs from my high school college years uh off the swaying king tech wake up show compilation album three to the dome featuring big daddy kane cool g rap and the metaphor matador himself chino xl this was a song that my buddy chris and i would drive around metro center and yell out damn every time a punchline came through three of the baddest mcs on one track and like i said the metaphor mattered or chino xl completely destroying the microphone listen up everybody this is three to the dome what i meant case done went up to 50 cents chino about to make this example of one verse shitting on a whole label roster sampler my first name chino my last name went there people rappers curled up and died like a chores head with lyrical warfare when I spray shit. My style like AIDS, half of y'all got it, just none of y'all is saying shit.
shit I hate and spit at devils that wanna possess G Jesus came in the vocal booth like nigga You the next me so test me Battle and you will become a dead man And there's a lot of fake chinos like Craig Max a fake red man But I'm above the surface of this rap circus Write more incredible verses on accident than you can on purpose You a worthless waste of flesh like fat asses on a nun I'm God's bastard son that blasts and think blood baths are fun I hate you with the passion make white chicks faint like I'm handsome Historically known for bringing down the house like I'm Samson My damn tongue burst in the first verse it's a bad curse that hurts I'll leave you at church Passengers inside of a fast hearse Escaping the ravagers It's a sad earth with my pen dirts Axe murderer type massacres Occurs if we match words Or past blurs I smack curves Greedy green eyes like Badu Leaving minds fucked up like Maxwell's hairdo And I'ma be the sickest till I'm dead The type to rent Halloween four eight times Just to laugh at LL's head My new album is Slow Joe's heart Watch it blow up You ain't just whack You're what whack wants to be when it grows up Godfather soccer Hit you down in the chest like shots of vodka Funerals crowded like soccer While I watch an opera Last like Sinatra, blast like Panaka. Panaka loves us. How I watch you drop it from the chopper. Mafia. He's like, hurry up, Matt. I have to rap soon. That's why he's like, hurry up. Let's just get through your song. I gotta do my chino. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was three to the dome. I'm spanking tech. Wake up show compilation. I've spent some time with Monty in my life, and I've never seen that happen. That was fucking impressive. I didn't even know you had that in you. I'm out of breath right now. I can't. I didn't even know how you... Uh, I didn't know. I didn't know that was a Mer- thing. I'll take it. I'm taking it. Take over. I'm taking it. Don't talk. Don't stop. Don't talk. Hey. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the magical numbers of our world. <laughs> can I pause just a second? Can I? You, can we promise... Well, you need a breath and Matt can, needs a breath. Can I promise... you almost choked him. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Can I promise? Can we all promise Water. that Mary's next song we all sing, please? Oh. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Go ahead. So ready. Are you, Are you ready to do the? I'm all ready. Ready. Do you have your? I didn't bring I my didn't maracas. Bring my, maracas. Oh, my little shit. yeah. So this being a magical number for yep. a majority of the world is seven. Um, there's a little ditty by. Are one of our favorite artists, and his name is Prince. Who? Featured on here yes. many times. Who's who? that? Who? 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 This who? was from 1992, by the way. Whoa. Let's just take a moment. Wait a second. That. 1992. 1992. And it was from the Love Symbol album, because he's a symbol of love. And uh, honestly, this was the song that I heard from Prince in 1992 that made me go, he really is one of the best artists I've ever heard in my life. And I'd already been, I'm going to, I'm going to admit something real quick. So I love numbers. When I was a kid, I spent probably too much time by myself and I wrote numbers in sequence over and over and over like a crazy person. (laughs) Seven being magical. So, by the time Prince came around and wrote a song about it, I was like, I'm normal. So <laughs> anyway, okay, we're all ready for our duet. All this right. is, I mean, wait, we're going to harmonize because there's three yeah, of us today. Right. There's three it's beautiful. Of us. There's three of three us. Three is not a lonely number. No. I like nope. it. No, it's like a it. magical number. It is. It's the magic beautiful. number. So anyway, hit it, Monty. All seven and we'll watch them fall. They stand in the way of love and we will smoke them all with an intellect. And the savoir faire No one in the whole universe will ever compare I am yours now and you are mine And together we love through all space and time So don't cry 
I felt yeah. like I was part of a group. That's I really <laughs> Everybody in the universe is going to know, like, by Track 7, they'd had X amount of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be performing on the corner of Main Street. Yep. We'll be on Main Street with a cup. <laughs> with a cup. Forming Prince covers. <laughs> one of those. Big one of these. Chino XL covers. And one of those. And we'll be magnificent. <laughs> and be awesome. Mary will just be like the schizo writing out all the numbers. And be like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's two pennies. Right. <laughs> anyway. I'm really excited about oh, Matt's next great. pick. That's okay, great. so I felt the need to to bring things into the current because every single pick that I had was pretty well dated, pretty had some some dust on it. Let's say, isn't it weird? So let's pick something that's actually from this year, oh, 2015. Oh, uh, uh, Talia um, Debrett Barnett uh, is known by the stage name FK Twigs. Mm. Yep, um, and she's a British singer, songwriter, producer, and dancer. Pretty extraordinary young woman who has released um, two EPs and an LP at this point, uh, but dropped uh, her third EP uh, titled, uh, which is a bunch of numbers, <laughs> M3LL155X, pronounced Melissa, though. It's a yeah. bunch of numbers. But uh, uh, it, it kind of falls in line with, with her whole aesthetic that she's working on. She's working with producer uh, Boots, uh, who some of you may know worked on Beyonce's last album, the self-titled one that kind of dropped. Boots is a, a major force, I think, in current music right now. <laughs> and he gets to do all of his weird, crazy ideas and stuff with FKA Twigs. Like, there's no it's holds bar. She exciting. matches, uh, I think, step for step, his uh, sort of odd aesthetic. And she brings... Uh, a sense of maturity uh, who someone her age shouldn't have at this and she dropped this album with a she does uh, look like a baby uh, yeah with this EP um, with this rather amazing 16 minute uh, uh, music video that features four of the songs off this EP uh, and uh, the first track off of it is Figure 8 and I think it just sounds like the future of music like, Oh, she has been compared to Bjork but I think that's an unfair comparison. I mean, in the sense that Bjork at her time sounded like something you hadn't heard before. Exactly. I think that comparison is fair. Uh, but FKA Twigs brings so much more soul and uh, and sort of this mixture of something more dangerous, I think, than uh, as weird as Bjork was and is. Uh, I think FKA Twigs ma like matches her on the sort of yep. this, this sort of like uh, I don't know, just the. the dangerous Is it a, I think it's called a cuckoo banana scale. Cuckoo bananas. Yeah. It's the scale. Yeah. 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 She's way yeah. over on that yeah. one. Yeah. She's got cuckoo and bananas. But, but because <laughs> but she pushes it so far, it's kind yeah. of brilliant. Yes. So this is figure eight. Something happened just above me. I'm a movie inside. 
Not, not in this next song. No, this one rap, one rap. Uh, What's he building there? <laughs> <laughs> Do it again. I love it. What the hell is he building in there? I want to take a moment before we have to call it quits on our final picks here that I love having Matt here. And I love <laughs> that voice. So thank you. Uh, 1983, everybody, is where we're going to next. And the album Swordfish Trombones by Tom Waits. First album that Waits produced by himself and completely different than a lot of his albums that came before. Uh, a lot of unusual sounds, a lot of different setups for his compositions. Is that change for Tom Waits that kind of propelled him to where we know Mr. Waits today? Ladies and gentlemen, this is 16 Shells from a 30 out 6. Final pick, Miss Mary. On to you. Um, I'm, I really, really enjoy this mix, so thank you all. It's a great time. Yeah. Mm. I'm totally nerding out. <laughs> all I wish is that this was number nine that we did. <laughs> but m- we were conversing earlier that eight is my personal favorite number. Do you guys have a favorite number? Eight. Or one that you list, like, so same? Three. Eight. Three. Did you know that if you put three and three together, they look like an eight? True. So it's like you're the so perfect like balance for us. Yeah. There you go. And where there's three of us. <laughs> and I don't know why I'm doing my NPR voice all of a sudden. Good times. But Good times. it's happening and it really brought me mic. down. Hot yeah, there's mic. a hot mic and there's mm. stuff happening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so for my final song, number eight, I picked probably a song that everybody associates with numbers. Like they're like, oh, think of a number. Mm-hmm. And that would number would be ninety nine. Tears? No. Oh. No. 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 Nope. No. Nope. Nope. I'm not gonna I've cry ninety nine tears. <laughs> I don't have ninety nine problems. Oh. oh. What? What? Oh. <laughs> Blowing our minds. And instead, I chose an anti-war song about love and hope, and I chose Nina and yes. her ninety nine love balloons. Um. Just a song that always makes you feel good. Absolutely. Can't go wrong. And that bass I, I, infectious. Right? 
Such a good dance song. Um, I have a, I think I shouted out to my brother the last time. He was very excited about that, by the way. Very big fan of that last episode. But at my brother's uh, wedding, him and his wonderful, beautiful wife played 99 balloons and they brought out the 99 red balloons. Beautiful. Filled the place up and I always feel it's very, um, it's very exciting and wonderful. It just makes you feel good. So, this is Nina. 99 says love balloons. My final pick, uh, I picked something that was probably the most personal. Um, In 2000, I was 20, and uh, I was in the process of deciding or figuring out that I was not going to marry my girlfriend, even though I was ready to ask her for it. She she told me that she didn't want me to do that uh, (laughs) at the time. Um, And I was leaving the the church that I was involved in. I was like, uh, I was in the youth group or like band. I had been in the orchestra. I'd been there years, which is something a lot of people maybe don't know about me. And so I had left all that, left my preacher's daughter, girlfriend, uh, who I thought I was going to marry and and did not find myself in a place of transition. And um, luckily, I was already a fan of the band Modest Mouse at the time, but they released what I will consider their masterpiece album, The Moon in Antarctica, uh, in 2000. And uh, it was an album that, that had heavy themes about God and f- sort of the yep. absence of, of religion and what that, that sort of meant and dealt with in the society. And it, and it uh, echoed a lot of things that I was feeling, particularly the first song off that album that starts... Uh, with with the very lyric, everything that keeps together uh, keeps us together is falling apart, and that certainly echoed everything I felt. As long as certain lines, uh, like the universe is shaped exactly like the Earth, if you go straight long enough, you'll end up where you were. Uh, as as well as uh, uh, the third planet is certain that they're being watched by an eye in the sky that can't be stopped. All these lyrics. Uh, Echo things I felt at the time, a certain amount of loss in who I was, in the relationship that I had spent a lot of time and effort in, and certainly in the idea of God, and if there was anything out there for me. Uh, so this song, 
uh, I think it's just a brilliant song. And if, if you don't like any of those lyrics that I've spouted off, then I don't know how much we have to talk about. Like, <laughs> that's really like at the base is the core, I think, of what defined me in my 20s. And the person I am now is making a, a sort of a choice to decide, the, uh, you know, was I going to follow this old life that I thought had all been planned out for me? Or is I going to go follow something else that, that didn't make any sense at the time, but seemed like the better path? Uh, and this album became uh, sort of the soundtrack of my life at that point. And this song in particular just echoes so many of the things I was going through. So uh, this is The Third Planet uh, by Modest Mouse off their masterpiece, The Moon in the Ark. Well, the universe is shaped exactly like the Earth. If you go straight along enough, you end up where you were. And the universe is shaped exactly like the Earth. If you go straight along enough, you end up where you were. And the universe is shaped exactly like the Earth. Your heart felt good. It was dripping pitch and made of wood. And your hands. And these felt cold and wet on the grass for me. What outside lane you should be looking at from the cold sunlight that's reflected off the moon and big cold angels fly around you. Reminding me you used to be free and not to do it this I never so want to see you. I never want to see you cry. I never <laughs> want to see you hate yourself. Don't hate yourself. You're a flower. You're a delicate flower. <laughs> You're a superstar. We're going back to 1968, everybody, to a album called Waiting for the Sun by a group called The Doors. This is the first song I thought of when we started thinking about doing uh, a number <laughs> nice. album. And uh, we talked about it last week. On our sample, or last time on our samples uh, podcast. And it's just been a song that I've loved for years. Uh, the fact that it kind of correlates to a lot of hip hop stuff, but is also very much uh, what I would think is a defining song for The Doors yeah. at that time, mm. uh, really just always just called out to me. So uh, to finish it off, everybody, on our numbers, by the numbers podcast. We're going to end with five to one by the doors. One more. Five to one, baby. One in five. No one here gets out alive now. You get yours, baby. I'll get mine. Gonna make it, baby, if we try. 
done yet, everybody. Hang on tight. Our man from the booth is coming here to to drop some drop some of the best songs of the entire By the Numbers podcast. It's going to blow them all out of the water. It's going right. to blow them all out of the water. That's Ladies right. and gentlemen, you may I introduce you our constant our constant guest for Mixed Up with Mary and Monty, <laughs> which should actually be called Mixed Up with Mary and Monty and Jeremy. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jeremy Locarni, our man in the booth. Woo! Two more picks, everybody. Go Silent ahead, but deadly. Uh, <laughs> 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 appreciate that, Matt. Silent but deadly. Um, my first pick is, uh, it's just the first thing that popped in my head. I like this song. It's uh, Iggy Pop and the Stooges doing 1969. Here we go. across the USA There's another year for me and you Another year with nothing to do It's 1969 Gentlemen, that was the Stooges 1969. Good pick. Self titled album. Great pick, Jeremy. Great pick. That's two Stooges songs you picked so far. Is it? Yeah, you picked Search and Destroy. Someone's showing his love. What was the theme for that one? Uh, I don't remember. It sounds familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like something that would do. One of those ones. (laughs) All right. On to your next pick. My next pick is uh, Dr. Dog, 100 Years uh, off their album Fate, which is really. I had their album before that, really liked it, but Fate really solidified them for me. Yeah. Sealed their fate. I think it did for a lot of people. It was yeah. the album that anyone jumped on the Dr. Yeah. Dog We All bandwagon. Belong was really good, but then Fate, after that, I was like, all right. I'm going to marry you out of common sense. Get out from behind this line.
ladies and gentlemen, we've had a great time with our podcast tonight by the numbers. Let me uh, be the first person to thank our special guest. Let me be the second person to thank Ooh. our special guest. Mr. I Matt feel very Robinson. <laughs> Matthew Robinson. Yes. Matthew Robinson. And thank you, Jeremy. Anything you'd like to say, sir, before we wrap this this uh, podcast up? Uh, um, I really enjoyed this quite a bit. Great. This was a lot of fun. We try. We try. Yeah. You, you got in. We aim. I know. I, I'm. I feel honored to be the first. The first tr- number the one. First guest M. that isn't required to be here, through, through, whatever <laughs> obligations you have, Jeremy Ender, that requires yeah. him to be here. Soon enough, he'll start paying, <laughs> or he'll Soon start enough, paying we'll us, yeah. or we'll have to start paying him. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed our podcast today. Please come back. Tell your friends. Uh, one, two, two, three. Yeah. So that was that was definitely definitely a potential some feist. Anyone else? As we're rolling out of this, any other other picks? Nineteen oh one by Phoenix seems a classic song. Yes. Driver Eight by REM. Yes, Driver Eight. Let's all just take a uh, moment. Driver five, Eight. Driver five eight. years by D- David Bowie. No. Nine one one is a joke by Public yes. Enemy. How many more? Seven There's Nation so Army. Come on. People. Three Little Birds. Bob Marley and the Whalers. <laughs> Waltz Number Two. Elliot Smith. John Lennon, number nine, Dream. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. <laughs> 2000 Man by the Rolling Stones. Jane's Addiction, Three Days. Mm, 4533 nice. by LCD Sound System. Oh. School of Fish, Three Strange Days. We could keep going right. on and right, on, everybody. Right. One Love by Nas, One Love by Bob Marley. I know. Jason Isbell, 24 Frames. 24 Six frames. Days by DJ Shadow. Oh! oh. <laughs> the nails. <laughs> the nails, yeah. 88 uh, lines, about 44. Lines. How many more songs by Tool with numbers in it? 10,000 days. Oh, yeah. Uh, one and two. Yep. There's, the list goes on and on, and we'll probably come back and visit this the next time Mr. Matt comes to join us for a, uh, a podcast. Oh, I hope Keep so. on listening, everybody. Tell your friends. Find us on Facebook. Look for us anywhere on social media. We're, we're, we're ready and, uh, and, and up to the challenge to take on any playlist you want us to try to take out. Miss Mary, anything else? Bring it. Bring it. Bring Go it, Go to people. your record store. So n- now Matt's done it. Like, yep. Yeah. Okay, people. It's not as scary as you might think. Thank yes. you. Thank you. We aren't as scary. That's true. <laughs> Come on down, people. <laughs> pretty warm. Enjoy the party. FYI, he's in handcuffs right now. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Put the gag in his mouth. Anyway, thank you again. Thank you again, Matt. It was thank you again, Matt. Oh, thank you. Thank you added you for a lot to our me. podcast. We really appreciate coming in. Check out Matt at darkofthematinee.com. Check out Matt at his AZ Filmmaker Showcase that he does every month. And, uh, yeah, he's around in the community. Say hello. Go to your record store, everybody. Get your music. Let us know what you think. Thank you for joining us for another episode. I am Monty. And I am Mary. And I am Matt. Have a good one. Beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep, beep.